Welcome to the Back to Me Project, College and Beyond, Episode 55, Navigating Through College with Dr. LaToya Renee. It is possible for you to not only make it to college, but make it through college. If you take the time and look at this roadmap, you persist through and you utilize the resources that you have at your fingertips, whether it be this book or whether it be the people around you. Hello, everyone. It's your host, Yoli Tamu. Wouldn't it be nice to have an actual roadmap to guide you through your first couple of years of college by having access to the mistakes and solutions of other student experiences? Well, you are in luck. In today's episode, educational consultant and author of The College Cheat Sheet, Dr. LaToya Renee, joins us to share some of the valuable lessons learned to help make your college experience an unforgettable one. In preparation for our return to school in the fall, many are considering their next steps. Today, we have educational consultant, TED Talk speaker, and music composer, Dr. LaToya Renee, with us to discuss how you can minimize stress as you take on the new adventure of college life. Welcome to the podcast, LaToya. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, yes, yes. I'm so glad we were able to finally make this happen. We're in the summer. How are you feeling? Are you relaxing a little bit? Yes, I, I'm just at the, the point of relaxing. I'm going to take a little bit of a mental retreat in the next week or so. So okay. I, I'm, yes, I'm, I'm entering full re- relaxation mode after this. Yes, we need to use July as much as we can to just decompress. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. All right. Now, I'm so glad to have you. I mean, wow, you have been a busy lady. You have so much going on. You just finished your doctorate, right? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Okay, what's your doctorate in? So my doctorate is in educational leadership and policy studies. And my research area was on implicit bias and how it impacts university conduct cases. So that's, I guess, the nitty gritty of, of what I've studied. But educational leadership is the overarching thing. And policy studies, we looked at laws. How do they impact people? How do they impact students? How do they impact educators? How do all those things intertwine? So I just, I just finished the long haul. Oh, good for you. Congratulations. My thank you. Thank you. Now, as an educational consultant and author, you understand the emotional journey of a new college student on campus. So could you tell us how you decided to become a consultant for young people? What motivated you to do that? Okay, that's an excellent question. Mm-hmm. Well, I kind of stumbled into education to begin with. I never had any intentions of doing it. My family, they were pushing me to do it because my undergraduate degree was in music. And my family wasn't happy about that major. And they assumed that I would never eat. <laughs> they figured right. I'd be play, playing a guitar on the corner and, and collecting tips. And <laughs> nothing wrong with that because people actually make a decent amount of money doing that. But mm-hmm. they they weren't happy with that decision because I changed my major from pre-med to music. Mm. So, so I stumbled into education altogether. It was an opportunity that happened from the university that I graduated from. My former employer as an RA called me and said, hey, we think you would be great for this position that we have open and we would like to offer it to you. And we've seen your resume, but we also know what you can do. So when they they introduced me to the field of education, it was as director of first year experience and a residential coordinator. 
Mm-hmm. For those out there who don't know what a residential coordinator is, if you live on campus, there are going to be adults that live on campus that are there to assist you with some of your educational questions, some of your life skill questions. There will also be student staff that are positioned under those folks who are a little bit more regional or local to you to assist you with those things as well. So that was a piece of what I did. And the first year experience program It was kind of just a name when I arrived, but it was lacking some things I knew needed to be addressed. So I created a co-curricular program where first-year students, they took their first-year seminar class with people that they also lived with within the residence hall. Mm -hmm. So they had this multiple-point touch system going on, but it also interwove in interactions with campus activities as well as alum from the school it had multiple touch points to support the student so that they could be successful in their journey as they defined it. And throughout that process, I became really excited about it. And I found myself diving deeper and deeper into the overall development of the student because I thought about myself when I went into school. So I, I'm a first-generation college graduate, okay. master's, PhD, all of those things. Wow. And I went in very lost, <laughs> very lost. Right. And I often found myself kind of talking to students the way that I wish someone had talked to me or informed them the way that I wished someone had talked to me or informed me. And in that process, I just kept going. And before I knew it, people would ask me to come and speak at their school or develop this program or students would flock to me to supervise them in a certain way. So so a lot of it just came out of me just trying to be helpful and, and making sure that the young people who were entering school they weren't stumbling over the same stumbling blocks that I stumbled over as someone who had no idea what what college was supposed to be like or what I was supposed to do to get through it. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's pretty powerful. So you started as an RA and you became a director of first year experience and yes. shaped curriculums. That is so cool. Now, as an author, one of the highlights of what I saw on your website was the book that you co-wrote, The College Cheat Sheet. My goodness, that's so cool of an idea. What made you think of that, the college cheat sheet? So the, the idea for this, again, was was trying to, to reach mine. So the co-author reached out to me. They were a student at the time, and they said that they wanted to write a book, and they know that I am all about ambition. I said, yeah, cool. What, what would you like to write about? And they said, I want to write the book called The Millionaire Within. And mm. I, I looked at him with a blank stare, and I said, are you a millionaire? <laughs> and and he said, no, I'm not. And I said, so how can you write a book about being a millionaire? Mm. He said, I can't. I said, that's right. Now, I, I believe in solving problems. I don't like to do lofty things. If it's going to be something lofty, it just should be about me. But as far as a book, it needs to be a tool to help people. Mm-hmm. And who are people who need assistance? And they, they didn't come up with an idea. They kept talking about things like, well, the, the world traveler, the millionaire within, and, and things that they had never, they really had no experience with. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, how about this? I know an issue that needs to be addressed, and you can help me with this, and, and we can do that. And I said, how about we write a book that is speaking to students who are coming into school and helps to guide them through the process, the college cheat sheet, if you will. Yeah. And You can do some of the interviews and we can collectively tag team it. You can write some of the chapters and that way we can actually write something that you have experience in that I'm an expert in and it can actually serve a purpose. Mm -hmm. And he was on board with it. Wow. What a great idea. What a great idea. Now, are there like a few takeaways that you can give us for that listener so they can go ahead and grab this book? Some impactful takeaways, I guess. 
All right, some impactful takeaways. So, so the college cheat sheet is, think of it like a roadmap and it breaks it down for, for each section and it, it's plainly stated what it's for. Mm-hmm. So it's, think of it as, as a roadmap. These are mistakes that have already been made. These are, they've been made, the solution has been found for you. So again, going back to the roadmap, it is possible for you to not only make it to college, but make it through college. If you take the time and look at this roadmap, you persist through and you utilize the resources that you have at your fingertips, mm-hmm. whether it be this book or whether it be the people around you. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was super succinct, like one, two, three, but mm-hmm. the, the main thing is that it's possible. It, it very much is possible and not just college, but anything that you have outside of college, your pursuits, your dreams, your desires, it is possible mm-hmm. because if you had asked me, would I be writing a book? Would I have a doctorate? Would I have music that millions around the world have heard on television? When I was 18 years old, I would have looked at you like you were crazy Mm -hmm. because that wasn't my truth. That was not my truth. But what I've learned through this and what you'll learn through this is that it is possible. It may seem confusing. It may seem like really complicated, but I make it really simple. And I take it step by step, both as someone who lived it, but someone who's learned it, someone who's perfected it and taught it. Because mm-hmm. I even noticed what stuck out for me where like you're you have a chapter about just adjusting to the social life, you know, roommates, things like that. Those things that are also top of mind for young people when they're leaving home and they're entering a new community. I love how you introduce that, you know, commingling networking. I see there's a lot of emphasis on that. So what made you kind of focus in or hone in on on roommates in particular and networking? What made you focus there? Well, these are life skills. These are absolute life skills. Uh, as far as networking, you need that beyond college. You will need that to get your job. You will need that in your job. You will need that to expand what, whatever it is that you do. You're going to need this skill. And when I was a student, I didn't really know how to be a great academic student, but I knew how to network like it was nobody's business. And before I graduated, I had five job offers and they weren't they weren't looking at my GPA because I barely graduated undergrad. My, my PhD and my graduate degree, though, those GPAs look a lot different. <laughs> but, but for my undergraduate, I, I barely got out of there because I learned I had a learning disability, which attributes to that. But also, I didn't know how to be a student, mm. but I knew how to do the other things. So, so for that, I know that networking, I, I tend to do that extremely well. Mm-hmm. The piece about roommates, yeah. one of the, the biggest, the biggest, challenges that I saw students face were how they interacted with their roommates. Mm-hmm. And much of that was because they had never, they never lived outside of their home or shared a space with anyone other than their family. And they didn't know how to resolve conflict outside of anyone who didn't grow up in their same household. Mm-hmm. And, and because of that, they struggled at home. And when you struggle at home, you struggle everywhere else because your home is your peace. That's right. Mm-hmm. So a lot of students, I felt as if a, if a lot more students knew how to have the basic conversations about roommates or with their roommate and how you communicate to someone to, to identify, this is an issue that I have right now with what you're doing. You're, you're leaving my dish in the sink. You're not washing it this way. Or we agreed for the trash to be taken out. If, if you don't know how to confront a challenge and work through that challenge on the, the most simple level of trash or with a roommate... Mm-hmm. You will struggle with that everywhere else in your life. Mm, that's right. So, 
So these are these are both life skills. These are these are life skills beyond this, mm-hmm. but this is also a skill that you will absolutely need to maintain and to to develop and ha- maintain peace wherever you live on campus. And I mean, I focused on that chapter a lot, you know, or those two roommates and networking a lot, because I know for those students that are like, you know, myself, I came from California and went all the way to DC at Howard, you know what I mean? And it's just a culture shock, <laughs> you know, right? to be right. from a West Coast girl <laughs> to, to immediately become this East Coast and this the, the adjustment that happens, you know what I mean? So I really love that you guys put that in there because that sometimes makes a student, you know, resistant to even attempting to go abroad, to leave home and to travel to another coast. Yeah. I'm glad you covered that. Now, here we are, we're dealing with the new normal in COVID. And would you say that these takeaways are applicable to the new normal or are there some new adjustments we need to consider? How do you feel about what's happening now? Well, I feel like there are definitely some things within this book that still apply. Everything, everything in this still very much applies, mm-hmm. but there are some additions that need to be made. So I, I will be working. Well, I am working on the, the COVID college cheat sheet, uh-huh. and some of the some of the new things that that apply will be centered around time management, mm-hmm. mental health. Okay, it, it will be centered around communicating boundaries with your parents. Mm-hmm. If you're if your school for whatever reason they shut down and they have you learning from home, mm-hmm. you have to learn how to communicate with your family in a way that you're maybe you're not accustomed to because depending on your household, making requests is considered respectful or something that you've never really done before. Mm-hmm. So it is incredibly important that you begin to find your voice and and strengthen your voice even in your household with whether it be with your parents or your caretakers identifying that or or sometimes with your professor wow setting boundaries with parents that's that's pretty powerful so how would you help a student out what do you mean by that how do they do that with their families first they need to identify what are some of the things that they need where what are the challenges they're experiencing because in order to communicate what you need you need to know what you need in order to learn about some some language that you might be able to use for some boundary setting, you can go to Instagram. I'm sure you're on Instagram if, if you're headed into college. And Nedra Glover Tawab, she is great with boundary language and utilizing some of the things she has there. But it's really important for you to identify what you need with yourself first and craft that language. But if your parents are interrupting you during class or during your assignment, your work time, speak with them and let them know, hey, in order for me to be successful in school, I need silence or uninterrupted time and privacy during these times. This is my class time or this is my homework time. For some families, they don't seem to understand that homework time needs to be uninterrupted. And for them, communicating that specifically. And if for some reason you're still noticing that there's no adherence to your request, maybe either adjusting your your environment where you can. So if there is a library that you have access to or a Starbucks that you have access to, either going there. If that's not an option, then identify the time that you want to sit down and do your homework and tell your parents that this is school time, that this is class time. And for that, sometimes that's the only thing that parents can understand, especially if if they haven't gone to school or if they haven't graduated. 
is is just specifically outlining that because people tend to they tend to project their abilities and expectation on others and not realizing that that maybe their way doesn't work for you. Mm-hmm. So that that would be a way that that's one example of how you can set some boundaries around your school time so that you can succeed. Yeah, this is pretty powerful, especially as a young person. You're already trying to adjust, and now you have to really take a deep dive into boundary setting with authority figures, your parents. So <laughs> this is pretty powerful for you to be talking about. Yeah, it's, it, it is an important topic at home, particularly in this environment. Hmm. Now, when you said time management, what did you mean by that? Just kind of like scheduling your chores. Is that what you mean by that? Scheduling other events? Uh, so time management, I equate that to life management because what you do every day is a part of your time. Mm-hmm. So when you when you go to work, that's a part of your time. When you do your homework, that's a part of your time. When you eat, that's a part of your time. And in order to do all of these things effectively, you have to manage that time so you can get those things done in in a timely fashion. Mm-hmm. So that that can include that can imp- include your classes when you do your homework, when you eat, when you sleep. Some people are are, are way more detailed than others. Some people are less. Yeah. But your your time management, how you manage that, it helps you to get things done. And it's it, it's kind of this ambiguous-ish term that people use a lot, but I, I equate it to life management because your time, your your life consists of time and how you use it. So in order to do that, plug in your hard set date. So what is your class time? You have an 8 a.m. to 9.15, boom, that's a part of your time. But also include how long does it take you to travel to your class or get set up for your class or or, or get your, your little brother, your little sister ready for school before you get to that. So including those things in there because class usually is not just the class itself, but it's you getting to your class and you leaving your class. That is also a part of your time. So that's a, a piece of that element. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also thinking about, you talk about adjusting to professors. That's a big chapter. Oh, yeah. Can you highlight that a little bit? What is the mannerism for that relationship? Well, your professor, because you walk in and they are an authority figure, for many, they see it as that. And depending on what your culture is, you were taught to never challenge or question authority or really how to learn learn authority. For, For that particular chapter, we talk about diving into that. And, and each professor, they're, they're a human being. And we talk about how to interact with that person as a human being, mm-hmm. but also how do you speak up as a human being? Because you might have a grade that you you disagree with. Well, in some cultures, you, you are taught to not challenge authority. And you might accept that grade, even if you disagree with it, you will forever resent that grade. Mm-hmm. Well, you need to ask the professor, why did I get that grade? Can you walk me through how this grade was calculated? You might find that the professor missed something. The professor is a human. So it talks you through how how do you address those kinds of things. Getting to know your professor, uh, understanding some of the psychology of the professor as well, because there's usually participation points. And some people equate that to how much they talk in class. Mm. And that's not necessarily participation. That might, you just might be a nuisance. But uh, participation <laughs> includes, you know, are you, right, <laughs> are you taking notes? Are you asking applicable questions mm-hmm. are you adding to the conversation at hand in the moment mm-hmm. not just randomly talking and, and and engaging the class in irrelevant ways right. so it talks about it talks about that it talks about uh, communication and i briefly mentioned that piece but more on that is let's say if you got the flu 
And attendance is a really big piece of that class. If you don't communicate to your professor that you are ill, they will be left to their own assumption, good or bad. And we talk about how it's important to touch base with your professor to let them know I am out sick. Can you please email me whatever notes or can we schedule a time to talk about what we, what was covered when I'm well? So making, making sure that you, you have those touch points to communicate with them. Because again, they're human, they understand, but you have to give them something to work with. So we, we walk through th- those pieces and that works for every professor. It's not the same for every, everyone because just like we're different individuals, professors are different individuals, but the approach is the same. Mm-hmm. This is so good because, you know, people don't really talk about that relationship as much. So I'm so glad you put that in your book. Wow. Okay. Now I'm thinking about words of encouragement. We always like to leave our listeners with some words of encouragement as they head back and as they prepare to go back to school. So overall, what would you suggest or offer? Keep going. Mm -hmm. You are there because you belong. Keep going. You are your wildest dream. Mm, love that. I feel like there's so much more that I can say. I, yeah, I kind of get this moment. I start to think about like, oh, what are all the things I wish I had heard? Mm. And those are the those are the biggest things because I I often question my worth as a student, as a college student, because I didn't grow up in a traditional environment. My mother didn't finish school. My father didn't finish school. My no one before me had finished school in so many different ways. So this was this was my my first go round. I didn't know who to go to, who to trust with certain information. I felt very lost, and I I felt like I really didn't belong because many of my peers they they were third generation attorneys or or going off to do that, or their parents, uh, their grand, great grandparents all had college degrees. It was just generations upon generations of people who had wealth of education in, in the formal sense. Mm. And I often talked myself out of things before I even got started because I thought I didn't belong. Mm. So, so for any of the listeners that are out there, you belong. Do not count yourself out. You, you're not a part of the selection committee, so you mm. can't count yourself out unless okay. you don't show up. Mm-hmm. That's good. That is good. You're right. You know, it's just it's just a a time where people are just completely nervous on a social level. So we have to get past that part to even be successful and have the mindset for success. So thank you for sharing that. Now, your book is amazing. I'm going to just completely devour it. I just saw the (laughs) table of contents. I was like, this is so cool. So how can they reach you online if they want to learn more about you and your book? If they want to reach me online, they can email me at lr at latoyarenee.com. And that's L-A-T-O-Y-A-R-E-N-E.com. They can send me an email. I'm also on Instagram. I usually do a lot of fun stuff on there. It's more so my uh, my personal Instagram page is a lot of my adventure, my life adventure sprinkled in with some motivation. Mm-hmm. And that is I am Latoya Renee. The college cheat sheet is at the college cheat sheet on Instagram. I'm working on becoming a little bit more active there because I was in the midst of finishing my doctorate. <laughs> Yeah. So for so for that I wasn't I wasn't as engaged in that piece, but a lot of people connected with me on my on my personal Instagram page anyway. Mm-hmm. So I, I often poured more into that because that's where I saw people people reaching out to me the most. 
but they can reach me there. Uh, email is fine. I'm always open to questions, inquiries. I, I wrote this book because I want to be of service and I want to be a help. So don't don't be, be afraid to contact me. I'm not too big. I haven't accomplished too much. I'm mm. a regular person mm-hmm. who's done uh, maybe not no reg- such so regular things, but, <laughs> but yes. I'm just a regular person. Very impressive resume. So yes, our listeners, you definitely want to go to her website and see all the incredible things that she's doing. And like I said, with her background, she has so much knowledge about what you guys are going to experience. So I appreciate having you. Thank you for being with us and sharing a little bit of of some nuggets from your book. And I I look forward definitely to keeping in touch with you and talking to you soon. Likewise, likewise. And again, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Congratulations. Go get your rest. (laughs) (laughs) Will do. All right. Toodles. All right. Take care. Bye. Thank you for joining us. I hope you grab your copy of this invaluable roadmap to your success. For more information about other episodes, remember to subscribe to the Back to Me Project, College and Beyond. I'm your host, Yoli Tamu. Leave a review at the end of this podcast. And if you would like to learn more about our upcoming virtual events, visit our website at thebacktomeproject.com. Until next time, be well. Back to me. Oh.